Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the Mako Mindset Podcast. I'm Anthony here with my beautiful wife, Nicole. Hi, everybody. And we are super excited for our third episode. I can't believe that we're already up to number three. I feel like we just started this whole thing with fear and uncertainty, and we're here again uh, bringing you some content and information. Listen, I want to thank everybody for those of you who have downloaded, listened, shared, liked, uh, you know, rated, subscribed to our podcast, whether it be on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're getting your information and content. Thank you so much. But we're going to ask you again, share this, like and subscribe on YouTube at Anthony Gugliaro or the Mako Mindset Podcast. You can look it up on YouTube. Hit that five star button on Apple and Spotify and Google uh, and share with all your friends and family. And, and we're, we're really excited. We've gotten such great feedback from last week's episode where we talked about business planning, having goals, uh, creating habits and rituals in your life to better succeed. And we've noticed a couple of people reached out to us and said, hey, I took your advice and it's working. You know, that's really exciting to hear. It means the world to Nicole and I. That's the whole point of this, right? We're trying to bring relatable content from two people who are not, we're not millionaires yet. We're not billionaires yet. We don't own a you know, multi-million dollar company yet, but that's our vision, right? We want to be all those things. Uh, so we're bringing you content from two people who are grinding just like you are and, and, and trying and failing and succeeding. And, and we just want to be able to bring that to you guys in a relatable and palatable way. And I hope that you guys are gaining a lot of value from this. So, uh, you know, today's episode is going to be fun. We, we took uh, today's episode and we took a topic from a listener uh, where they wanted to hear about, hey, what kind of sacrifices and changes did you make? And I said, you know what, that's a great topic for episode three, because I think that anytime you want to do something of significance, anytime you want to be someone of significance and be at the top of your career path or get to the top of whatever it is that you're doing, there's going to be some sacrifices that you need to make along the way and things you're going to need to change. And I think that the people who sacrifice the most in an endeavor of greatness wind up having the most success, wind up achieving that greatness that they want to achieve. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and Nicole and I are really excited. So we got some questions here and we're going to be grilling Nicole a little bit again. Uh, and she's going to be asking questions too of me and, and we're going to have fun. We got some listener questions here too. And I hope that this is coming to you. And I know that COVID's going on in quarantine. I hope that you're blessed, safe, healthy, getting ready uh, for some sense of normalcy as we move into the school year. And I hope that this comes to you on that, on that rate there. But uh, you know, as we get into this, you know, what in, in your idea, Nicole, what is a sacrifice? What what does it mean to sacrifice something? Yeah, this is a perfect topic. It goes perfectly with last week's topic because um, it's almost like you can't set a goal unless you have, you can't set a goal unless you make some sort of sacrifice. So when you set a goal, you talk about what you're willing to give up, and a sacrifice could be anything. Maybe giving up old limited thinking or beliefs, giving up anything that you love. In, and it's at that point when you say to yourself, oh, I could never give that up, and then you actually do, then you really start to feel like you deserve to win. So, for example, something small, when we first got started, um, I used to live at home, and my dad used to make an incredible homemade pancake breakfast, the works. And uh, every morning, every Saturday morning, we'd have somewhere to go to. And I sacrificed having that homemade delicious breakfast so that we can go and, and pour belief into ourselves and be with like-minded people so that we can grow our business. And that's a really small, silly example. But it, the like Anthony said before, the more that you sacrifice, the more on track you are to greatness. Yeah, I think that there's uh, anytime somebody makes a sacrifice, whether it be big or small, I think sacrifice is relative, right? For some people, 
uh, Tuesday night softball league might be something that's super important to them. But if they want to win and you've got to be at this thing on Tuesday nights, well, you need to sacrifice. Uh, you know, for, for me, it might be when I was coaching, you know, three seasons of, of track and field. I also wanted to spend more time with my family. Uh, so I sacrificed the, you know, extra income that was coming with those three sports to help my wife build the business and to also spend more time with my wife, with my family, you know, seeing in, in my friends and, and doing things like that. It was uh, definitely a difficult decision because you're giving up income, but it was a sacrifice I was willing to make for the betterment of my future. Uh, what were some early sacrifices that you needed to make, Nicole, uh, early on in your business uh, when you were starting? We, I feel like we sacrificed almost everything when it comes to sleep, any kind of fun activities. I mean, yeah, we had fun while we did our business, but we missed out on some birthday parties and some fun events and some vacations because this is temporarily to be working hard right now so that we could be permanently lazy, so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor, feeling that we gave it our all, you know, so to make sacrifices isn't forever. It's just right now to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. I love how you said that it's uh, we're making sacrifices, working hard right now so that we can be permanently lazy later in life. That's the whole point of being an entrepreneur of, of, of doing things now when you're young uh, so that you can have the future that you want. I think one of the things that scares the crap out of me is getting later in life and having done nothing that I wanted to do. That is a huge fear in my mind that, Man, if I only would have done this when I was younger, I'd be in a better position now that I'm older. I never want to feel that feeling of regret. That's something that I, I am super afraid of. And I think that fear kind of keeps me on my toes about getting comfortable. And I love how you said permanently lazy. Like what Nicole means like about that is that we want to work as hard as we possibly can now. And, you know, we get it from our friends and our family. They're saying, hey, you, you think you can devote more time to us? You think you can see us more? Why do you have to miss so many events? Well, honestly, we're missing these events now, so I never have to miss these events for my kids in the future. Mm-hmm. I never have to miss anything when I ever want. And we'll make it up to you years from now when we're able to, instead of just coming to a barbecue at your house, take the whole family to Italy or do these major trips that we have planned for our families. And what's funny is, the more we sacrifice them, we're going to come back to this topic because one of our listeners had a question about this, but the more that we sacrifice, the bigger the sacrifices get, the more we feel like we earned whatever it was that we were fighting for. And the bigger successes you see also. Yeah, I feel like the bigger sacrifices we made, you know, whether it be Nicole going full time in our business and leaving teaching, right? Giving up the pension, the benefits, the full-time salary making nearly $86,000 a year. She gave it up at 27 years old. That's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice of safety, of security, of a paycheck, of health benefits, of all these things. But the payoff that we've gotten so far from it far exceeds what we were bringing home anyway, right? As, as with her working in, in the city. You have to sacrifice getting uncomfortable. I sacrificed a lot of spending habits before we, you know, started this new venture. I spent a lot of money on things that I didn't need. And so that was a, a sacrifice and I didn't mind it because I knew that it would pay off huge, hugely in the future. Um, another thing that people sacrifice that they don't really think about because it's not tangible is you're sacrificing the old you, right? You're becoming a, a better, more polished version of you. You have to eliminate the excuses. 
um, the old limiting beliefs, the old you that maybe just didn't have the discipline to make it happen. Whatever it is that you didn't like about yourself, you can flip that switch in one day and just start becoming the better version of you. But you have to make a commitment and sacrifice that and just say it out loud that that's not me anymore. You know? Yeah, sacrificing the old you is, uh, that's something you don't realize is happening. But the more that you make an effort to do what we did, what we talked about last podcast, the business planning, the habits, the rituals, changing your mindset, the more you start to kill off that old version of yourself. It's almost like shedding a skin like a spider, right? You're, you're, you're shedding that skin. But until you sacrifice some tangible things, that intangible sacrifice of who you used to be won't happen. It just, it just won't happen. So that's something that I think that, uh, you know, Nicole has definitely excelled at. I think that that's a, a strong point of hers when she decided to really fulfill or go after this dream of owning her own business and, and building it alongside me. She sacrificed a lot of things, whether it was time with friends, time with her family. I know for me, I had to have conversations with my mom and dad that, hey, you know, you're not going to see us as much. Uh, not because they're bad people, they're great people, uh, because we needed to vote to devote as much time as possible to our business. Uh, we needed to devote any time that we had available uh, to what we wanted to accomplish in our lives. And for a lot of people, they're not comfortable doing that. They're not comfortable giving up Netflix. They're not comfortable mm-hmm. giving up softball leagues. They're not comfortable giving up, you know, the drunken Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights with their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were more than comfortable to do that. And, and we still have fun. We still see our friends. We still, obviously during COVID, it's a little different, but we still make time for them. But I think there's a virtual understanding amongst everybody that, hey, you know, Nicole and Anthony are really trying to do something great here. And why am I going to get in the way of that? But it took sacrificing numerous times for them to finally respect it. The first couple of times you tell a family member, hey, I'm going to miss this kid's birthday party. They're probably going to flip out on you. Mm-hmm. But it's important that you stand your ground because they need to understand that what you're doing is serious. Whether you're sacrificing it for a business or you're sacrificing it for a passion, you're making that sacrifice. Don't waver on it. But also, you've got to make them understand why you're doing it. Uh, What were some changes that you began to notice in yourself as you began to make little sacrifices? Like what were some of the changes that you saw in maybe your thinking, your mindset, confidence goes through the roof when you think to yourself i wonder what would happen if i were to sacrifice this or you know change my associations hang out with people who are headed in the same direction as me everything starts to align exactly how you had hoped and um it all kind of comes trickling in after that and um that's where it starts really it, it starts with you when you say confidence, what areas of your confidence? Like, what did you notice about your willingness to do certain things or the level of your confidence increased? Your belief in really what's possible. If, if you're able to sacrifice something and good things happen after that, it could be a week later, a month later, a year later. At some point, you will get rewarded for your sacrifice. And then you're going to want to keep doing it because it's, it's getting you to where you want to be. So... Because I feel like a lot of people's hurdle is really their own belief. Like, can I do this? <laughs> so you need to set yourself up for success to 
make yourself become confident. Like in our last podcast, we spoke about small habits that you can do to win the day. And um, it's the same thing with sacrifices. If you're if you say you'll do it and you do it, your confidence will go through the roof and you'll believe that you could do it. Yeah, you're, you're keeping those little promises to yourself. That's something one of our mentors told us, toys, told us, like you keep those promises to yourself and you don't break them and you'll begin to become more confident. And, and like Nicole just said, the payoff for the sacrifices does not come the next day. You sacrifice a couple things and then you're like, okay, well, where's the payoff? It, the payoff is 90 days away. I like to think that what you do now has a three-month ripple effect. That You're not going to see the good that you do th- until three months from now. So like you start eating salads, tomorrow you're not going to have a six-pack, right? But if you consistently eat the right way and sacrifice the sugary carbs, the, the meals you love, the sodas, the alcohol, whatever it might be, three months from now you're going to have a nicer body. So the sacrifice pays off, but it's a long term. Not making the sacrifices though you're never going to see any change. You're never going to see anything. And I, I, I know people who think like I can get by without sacrificing anything. But you're only going to reach a certain level if you do that. You want to get to the highest levels of anything in life. You're going to need to give up certain things. It's like that opportunity cost, right? You need to give up in order to gain anything in life. Yeah, like if you want to get fit, you'll have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep Wake up early, make it happen, and you'll start to see the results instead of saying, oh, I can't, I have no time. Yeah. I feel like uh, human beings, we have a tendency to pick the easiest possible things. We don't like getting uncomfortable. We don't like tearing our muscles. We don't like, you know, doing anything that requires uh, any kind of hard work, right? And and I think that that's something that... (laughs) I think naturally humans don't like to do that. I think there's humans that choose to do hard work and choose to work hard and choose to go after certain things that might seem or, or deemed impossible by other people. But it forces us to definitely get out of our comfort zone when we do that. And I think that that's something that uh, the champions do really well. Yeah. Getting out of the comfort zone, getting uncomfortable, being real with themselves that I need to make these changes and sacrifices. I'm not going to like it. It's not going to feel good. I'm probably going to have to deal with people's crap. I'm probably going to have to deal with people telling me and second guessing me you're an idiot. I, Nicole and I went through it. Nicole and I went through it with her family. We went through it with my family. We went through it with my friends and my colleagues all telling me I was crazy. I'm sorry. My wife is retired at 27 years old. I don't know how crazy that is anymore. And, and for me, that solidified the sacrifices, the time out with friends, the, the seeing my family as much, the, you know, the trips we have to go on, the nights out and appointment after appointment after appointment after I've, you know, taught and coached all day. Now I'm out in the field till 1130 at night and helping families and, you know, Nicole and I seeing each other and passing sometimes because I'd be leaving early in the morning, mm-hmm. she'd be leaving early in the morning and, we both come home at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. We'd eat a late dinner and go to bed. Mm-hmm. But it all starts paying off the more and more that you stay true to that. And the, uh, the bigger <laughs> your why is, your reason that you're fighting for, the end goal, the bigger that that is and the more clear you are with it, it, it doesn't feel painful when you make that sacrifice. Like one example just popped into our mind. Um, so our, our Anthony's cousin invited us to go see Sebastian Maniscalco in in person, remember? Yeah, he's our favorite We comedian. wanted to see him live. And as a Christmas present, they said, we got you tickets. It's this weekend. 
and we had something going on for our business that weekend and I had to say, sorry, we can't make it. And and that was what we wanted so bad. And you know what? It, it didn't hurt that bad to say we couldn't because we knew that that was one small sacrifice that would get us to where we want to be. And our dreams are so much bigger than just a, a one night show that we'll eventually see later on and we'll be able to take them. <laughs> yeah. I think the mentality too is sometimes when you say, Hey, I want to go to this concert. I want to go to this comedy show. I want to go on this vacation. How we stop ourselves from the impulse of, all right, let's do it. If you say, you know, it'll be better. We get Sebastian Maniscalco to come to one of our parties yeah. and perform. We get mm-hmm. Zach Brown band to play our vow renewals 10 years from now. You know, we, like that for us excites us. You know, instead of us going to Disney, which I love Disney World, I'm a, I'm a fanatic. What if we bring everybody in our entire family there mm-hmm. and we pay for it? All expenses paid. That stops us from the impulse of, okay, let's take a break. We need a vacation. <laughs> First of all, ain't nobody need a vacation. In my eyes, and that might offend some of you if you're listening to this and where no offense is intended, none can be taken. I hope that you don't gain offense. People need vacations not because they're overworked, because they don't like their work. You don't need a vacation from your work if you're passionate and you love it. You want to be there working as hard. And why many employees need the vacations because they hate their job. At the end of the day, they know they're being overworked and underpaid. And then when they come back, their work pile is to the ceiling and they're They're drowning at work again. I wish I was still on the beach, right? Right? They start dreading the last Mm -hmm. couple days of that vacation to go back to work. I don't think Nicole and I have that. We're so passionate about what we do, what I do both in the classroom and, and in our business and then what Nicole does in our business that I never feel like I'm working. I never want a vacation from it. I, I never want to leave it because if I work like a, if I work hard right now for the next seven to 10 years, I buy back the next 50 to 60 years of my life. So that's something that's really important to, to think about. It's like uh, Gary V always says, some, if, if you're, if you're praying for Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, your stuff's broken, right? You're praying. Elon Musk said it too in a beautiful way. He said, oh, I can't, thank God it's Friday. TGIF, it's Friday, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't wait. So what Elon Musk says is, so you're okay. You think it's a blessing that five days of your life are gone and you get these two days to relax now. You gave up five days of your life. That's a blessing in your eyes. Thank God it's Friday. It just shifts your thinking. I like how Gary Vee says, Monday morning, I get to put my jersey on and go back to work. Yeah. You know, that motivates you. Like, yeah, I get to... Do whatever it is. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you're not going after something big, you're not going to have that feeling on a Monday. You're going to dread it. You're going to absolutely dread it. But I don't think Nicole and I have that. You know, I'm sure we wake up sometimes and we're tired and we get tired and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is if you keep that inner motivation of like, yes, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding for me. Because if you're grinding and you're building something for yourself and your family, it means so much more. If you're trying to grind for a nine to five job that would replace you two days after you're dead, just remember your uh, your job will be posted in the newspaper paper faster than your obituary. Think about that for a second. So that's why a lot of people find it hard to motivate themselves to go put an extra effort at work. I will say, though, certain professions, there's a natural impetus to work hard. Teaching uh, doctors and nurses where you're helping people, 
if you went into it for the right reasons, whether it was working with students or working with helping people, you're going to be motivated to do a good job because that's your passion. But maybe you're not in, in that profession or maybe you are and you're figuring out that maybe it's not the passion for you. When do you decide to, to shift it? What are you going to sacrifice in order to start shifting it? What was the uh, most important message you heard early on in your journey as an it entrepreneur? It's my turn to ask you a question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you beat me I so messed it. that one up. <laughs> you first. I, well, I can't ask myself. All right, I, I guess I asked myself. Uh, for me, the best message I ever heard came from uh, one of my mentors, and I hope he's listening, uh, Brian Batter. And uh, Brian, early on, you know, I was getting really upset because I love my job teaching. Uh, I love where I teach. I te- I'm very lucky to teach with great people in a great district. Uh, my alma mater, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm alumni of the school. But I was getting a lot of negative feedback on the fact that I picked up a part-time business. And I got a lot of negative feedback when we started saying, you know, Nicole wants to leave teaching and make this her full-time thing. And it was really bothering me. The opinions of people that I loved, that I thought loved me and probably do, uh, were really bringing me down. And the message he told me was very simple. He looked at me and he said, can you pay your bills with their opinions? And I said, absolutely not. So he said, on a surface level, why are you taking them? On a surface level, what you're doing with Nicole is to help your family financially so that you can do more, so you can create the life of your dreams. So if you can't pay your bills with their opinions, then don't take their opinions on how you pay your bills. You're not doing anything illegal, nothing unethical, nothing immoral. So what's the problem? So right there on the surface, that meant the world to me. It was understanding that as much as I appreciate their opinions, I don't need to let their opinions get to me and who I am or change my dream or change my course of action. But the second part of the message is what I really love too, is that unless one of these people who are giving you this negative advice, this advice that says you should quit, it's stupid, it's all these dumb things, Unless one of them is going to guarantee to be there for your family when you need them. What do I mean by that? You lose your job. You need money. Are they going to put you up in their house? Are they going to provide food? Are they going to take care of your bills and your health insurance? All these things, right? When your family is in a moment of need, are they going to pony up the cash to help you? And if they're not going to, then their opinions really don't matter. When it comes to decisions you make financially for your family. And when he said this to me, and he probably doesn't remember it because he mentors so many people, I remember sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe that I was getting this upset. Because the reality is of the 30 or 40 people giving me those opinions, maybe five of them would actually be there for my family. And only to the extent that they financially could be. Not many of them are so financially stable that they can just take over all my bills. God forbid I lost my job. But I do have a select few people I think would help. But the vast majority of people that were giving me their opinions, they wouldn't be there for my, they would give, they could care less. You see, I feel like when people see someone else succeeding and they're making these sacrifices, there's two things that happens in their mind. The first is, oh my God, I'm losing my friend. So you're starting to make the sacrifices. You're not hanging out with your friends as much. You're doing different things. You're talking differently. You're starting to hold a higher standard for yourself. Well, your friend is immediately going to think, You're not going to have any time for me anymore. Am I losing my friend? 
The second thing that happens is they themselves inside start to think, I could never do what Anthony is doing. So rather than admit that, I'm going to try and bring him back down to my level and stop him from leaving the bucket, right? The crab in the bucket mentality. And that's something that I'm so happy I learned early on that I've been able to kind of put blinders on to everybody and not really care what they think. I'm not addicted, you know, in, in uh, 177 Secrets of the Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class by Steve Siebold. Uh, I'm not addicted to the approval of other people. I love people who approve me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I love being getting that appreciation um, and that addiction to the approval of other people. Once I started to really get rid of that, that became something I'm, I'm super proud of. That was probably the most powerful message I heard early on. Now, I've heard a bunch of powerful messages since then, but that one helped me really get a, a GPS kind of point on where I was going. What about you? And on top of that, not only will they may or may not do things for your family, but be careful with who you take advice from. Mm -hmm. So if they don't have the lifestyle, the income, the family life, the marriage, whatever advice you're seeking, if they don't have that ideal version, an incredible example to follow, why are you taking advice from them? (laughs) You know? Um, it's like you don't take, I guess, fitness advice from somebody who's not fit. <laughs> it's the same thing um, in, in business and in marriage and in raising kids. And um, so I, I totally agree with that. Um, but for me, I guess the saying that rings true in my mind being an entrepreneur is if it's to be, it's up to me. So, you know, if, if you're if you're your own boss, no one's going to tell you what to do. You need to do it. You need to plan out what you're going to do each day and make it happen. And if you don't, it's up to you. So a lot of the success that you view, it's it's yours and your team's. Any failures, that, that's on you. <laughs> and uh, that's what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And it's very different from being an employee. But it helps you have complete ownership of your life, your business, every area of your life. So it's rewarding, but you also have some of the downside. But that ownership is what gives you that freedom in life as well. I think that's why a lot of people don't become entrepreneurs. I think that... Um, Could be scary for some it, people. It's, it's scary because there's personal accountability and people hate being accountable. I think naturally we hate being accountable. Like, hey, why are you fat? Oh, because, you know, I don't have time to work out. No, you eat like crap, right? <laughs> you know, that's I'm, I'm saying it. A little rough, but how many people who are, are not happy with their bodies, it's their own fault. Yes, they don't have time to work out. I get that. But you can make that a little bit easier if you eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Or how come you don't read more? I don't have time. Well, then make time. Right. Take personal accountability. Yeah. Why are you, I, my co-teachers and I say this all the time. Why are teachers still doing things the same way that they were doing them 20 years ago? I have two very innovative co-teachers that I work with. I'm so blessed that we're always trying to do new things, whether it's Google Classroom or different apps or different tools that we can bring to kids. But I know that there's teachers all over the world that aren't doing things like that. They're still teaching the same things they were teaching 20 years ago the same way. And they blame, you know, I don't have time to learn new things. No, just... If it's important to you, you'll find a way. Right. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. So what you're saying is it's not important to you. In anything. Yep. In anything. Being with your kids. Being with your spouse. uh, Being in the business. Starting a, uh, you know, doing anything. If it's important to you, you'll make it work. It's, if it's, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. 
that that's one of the best things I've ever heard. I, I forgot that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good one. So we have some questions from our listeners here. I want to get through these because we're approaching the end here and our dog is running around. <laughs> uh, but how did you deal with and find the willpower to sacrifice family time and events to dedicate to the business? I think we kind of covered this pretty well. So yeah. I mean, just when you know you're here. doing it for them, you're more than happy to sacrifice one night or one day or one moment because you know it will pay back dividends. Mm-hmm. It, it's for that you're doing it for them. Yeah, I think that on top of what Nicole just said, as long as you know you're doing it for them, but they need to know you're doing it for them. You need to, if you have kids and you're starting a business on the side of your full-time job, let's say, and I know a lot of people are doing that. Maybe it's a with a company, uh, maybe it's with something part-time, whatever it might be. You need to sit your kids down and your spouse down and explain to them that they're not going to get as much of mommy or daddy right now, but here's why. It's so that I never, ever, ever, ever have to take time away from you again. And that's something that I think a lot of people forget to do is make an effort to explain it to their kids and their spouse. Listen, kids are very intuitive. I hate when people say my kids are too young to even understand that. That's not true. There are plenty of kids all over that understand, you know, if my mom is working hard, here's why. You just got to explain it to them. This way, when you're taking time away from them, they don't think it's because of them. They know it's for the right reasons. The same thing with your spouse. Explain to your spouse. Listen, we can't. You go to the family events. I'll meet you there. I'll be late because I'm building my business or I'm doing this. And then your spouse is there to defend you because now your spouse knows why you're doing it. The worst thing you can do is not explain it to your spouse, not explain why you want to do something so that when your spouse shows up to the event, all they do is bash you while you're not there. Uh, she's doing that stupid thing again. I, I used to be that way, you know. So I think that's really important. Um, the second question here is what are three tips that you would give for, uh, young entrepreneurs early in their journey, which I, this, I find this question pretty funny because we're both young entrepreneurs in our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess younger than, than we're at and earlier on where they're in their journey than we're at right now. I would say, I mean, I feel like it's almost all the podcasts that we've spoken about so far combined. I would say set clear goals, get crystal clear with where where you're going and why you want it. Oh, here's our mascot. Daisy is joining the podcast right now because she can't seem to stop biting her feet. She'll be good. Um, get clear with what you want. Ha- have the discipline to make it happen, right? It's to be, it's up to me. Um, but also be vulnerable. That's probably one of the hardest things that I've had to learn during this journey is it's okay to open up. Um, in fact, especially if you're in a leadership role, people need to see you open up and, and see the real you. Um, but also you can't out earn your identity. So as an entrepreneur, it's so important to constantly keep stretching yourself. You know, Anthony always says failing forward and, um, yeah. If you want to become successful, just keep building yourself and, and build your identity with your associations, the books you read, the meetings that you attend, mm-hmm. everything that you feed yourself. Yeah. Sorry about that. If you, you heard the dog growling there, um, you're, we're working from our house right now, obviously, because of quor- uh, quarantine. But I know that uh, there's a lot of different things that I wish I did earlier on in our journey as entrepreneurs that I'm doing now. And the first thing would be, and, and a lot of the things that Nicole said, but just to change up the answer, I don't want to give the same answer as Nicole did. Um, the first thing would be start hanging out with people that level you up and stop hanging out with people that bring you down. 
you know, one of the best things I ever heard was you want to be a millionaire, start hanging out with one and do exactly what they do, right? There's a reason why certain people are where they are. It's based on the choices they make, both personally, socially, economically. So you want to hang out with people that are aligned to kind of what you want your wife to look at, wife, life to look at. Your wife too, I guess. You want to hang out with successful people and find a successful spouse. Uh, the second thing I would do is commit to personal development. You're never going to be perfect. Perfection is a pursuit that no one else, there is no one who is perfect. And anyone who thinks that perfect is far from perfect. Being humble and having an open mind about developing who you are, that's super important early on in the business. As much as it is late in your business and late in your entrepreneurial journey, you need to constantly be learning and developing to become a better version of yourself in all aspects of your life. So committing to personal development. And the third thing that I would do is... I would have a personal standard for myself. What are my minimum operating positions, like my minimum standards for activity, for whatever it is that your business is, what are you going to get done every day at minimum? So you have a game plan going into every day of like, I can't go home until I do these things. And maybe that's meet a new business partner, land a new client, get advertising out, whatever your business is, whatever your entrepreneurial journey is. Have that minimum standard for yourself. So change the people you're hanging out with, your associations, level them up. Uh, definitely start to to be humble, open-minded, and, and commit to personal development. Uh, and then hold minimum standards for yourself is super important. But uh, as our dog starts going nuts here in the middle of our podcast episode, uh, anything that you'd want to close with there, babe? That's a wrap. If anything stood out to you or you want to hear more about a certain part that we said, Shoot it in the questions, comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. And um, we're open to suggestions for a next podcast. Yeah, it was going to be fun. So next Friday, we're going to be dropping our fourth episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit that five-star button, and share with everybody that you know. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a blast, and I hope that you did too. Okay.